When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Punters, Mate, on SEN. Welcome to the Punters Mate on this Friday, the 4th of August. Yes, August 2023 as I uh, introduce my offsider each and every week, Sam Highland. Sam, how fast are the year going? August. Chris, uh, it's August. flying. Absolutely flying, isn't it? Uh, how long till Christmas? Four months and yeah, 21 I, days. I, I did hear somebody say it was five months. Not uh, even. Yeah, and... That was must have been last week or a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. I was like, "Really? Are we already thinking about Christmas?" So, yeah. Uh, look, you know, I think about Christmas, and I just think about need to back some winners. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very expensive time in your household. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, how's your week been? Anything exciting during the week? Plenty of winners, uh, no doubt. Yeah, it was. It's been. Uh, it's been okay. It's been okay. Been busy enough, and uh, yeah, a bit of news going on. I think we sort of touched on it last week, didn't we? But that uh, it's sort of been uh, spoken about throughout the week with Big Bash Racing. Um, uh, I just don't see how it how it's going to work. I don't see how it brings any new customers to the table and. Um, really, you know, when you look back on it, like the Flemington sort of did it with those teams set up the the city and country teams and, uh, it really wasn't effective and it doesn't bring any more eyes to the sport that the fact that they're talking about no whip races is just absolute madness, hideous. Well, what about, I, um, what about know. giving instructions to jockeys during uh, the race? Well, it, it's Chris, it's hard that enough to happen. ride, it's hard enough to ride a horse as it is, let alone have someone in your ear telling you yeah. what to do from the other side of the track. That would, that would and, never fly. That's not going to happen. So, you know, I mean, it's, uh. Yeah, it's it's all a bit of right. I tell you what, I tell you what brings uh, people to the races and interest to the sport. It's good horses and good races, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's uh, that's what it's all about. You, um, the days of seeing a, a Cox Plate field like 1992 uh, are long gone, and we won't ever see it again. But um, that that sort of competition, that's what brings. Uh, people to the races and interest to the sport. And sadly, with what's happened in, in New South Wales and, and Victoria with how they both clash on, on big days with their big races, it dilutes the sport, so, you know, and that's and that's why, you know, now we have and, – and Victoria fell behind, you know, where we're, Victoria are running second now and um, and they're not going to get the, the top shelf fields. And, so and tell that's, me. That's where, um, that's where horse racing will struggle because – you know, it's it's people are not interested in this um, plastic rubbish with eight races Gimmicks. and benchmark fifty eights and all. You know, I mean, it's no, it's just it's poker machine racing. And the, and then when you get to the Saturdays and carnival time, and we get big races that are getting diluted because two states are going running running against each other on the same day, it dilutes it even more. And you know that that's that's really sad. 
So my question to you is, is I look at the, um, I'm looking for the Cox plate here. Um, pre known, but so we're talking, uh, romantic warrior, Paddington, light infantry. Paddington won't come. Paddington, Paddington just won this week and good. Well, he won't be here. Good so word. let's like, look at some of these horses um, that, that go around in some of these feature races over the spring here. Uh, we're talking Cox Plates, Caulfield. Go- I mean, what's wrong with putting up a couple of billboards with these these horses and, you know, actually promoting the actual horse itself? But having said that, are we sure that that horse is going to turn up in Melbourne for that race or will they end up running in Sydney? Is that the problem now? Yeah, I, th- I think it is a real problem. And... Um, uh, but you know, it's it's look. Uh, what can I, mean? I think the bird's flown. I think the bird's yeah. flown. It's really, you know, it, twenty years ago, we, we sh- it, we've we've all everybody's hung their hat on turnover year after year after year, and but now that you know turnover is is going to keep going down because you know what? I think it's the tenth most popular sport to to gamble on yeah. horse racing, and we the all know tenth. we had a free hit during COVID. Exactly, exactly. So. You know the the problem is you haven't you haven't got these these younger the junk, younger generation invo- involved and interested in the horse in the horse because you're going to fall in love with the horse and then the sport and then maybe the punt comes after that but it's uh, you know for a long time it was all about the punt just front and center the punt 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 and and now you know like kids don't they're not they're not even interested in it really and you know um, well. We are going to rekindle their interest on this show. Let's do it. As we do every Let's week. Let's do it. We are going to make people interested, whether they like it or not, Sammy, in horse racing. Good stuff. I love it. Okay, here we go. Now, premiership winners last week. Uh, Brisbane Metro, Jimmy Orman, 104. Tony Gollum won the trainers. Jimmy Orman, of course, is a jockey. Tony Gollum won the trainers with 140.5. And the apprentice title went to Angela Jones, 79, she wrote. She did a terrific job. We'll get her back on the show again soon. Uh, provincial Queensland, Ryan Wiggins rode 138 winners. That's three years in a row that uh, Ryan Wiggins has won the Provincial Jockey Premiership. And we have got him on the show later, so looking forward to chatting to Ryan. Mark Curry won the trainers with 88. And Jake Malloy won the apprentices title in the provincial area with 72. And we're chatting to him on the Darling Download tomorrow morning, aren't we, Sammy? Cool. Yes, he's we are. Winners. We're, we're speaking to Jake and yeah. uh, he's a jet. He is a jet. We have spoken to him before, of course, but... Uh, and in the country, is it Robert Farr? Fair? Yeah, How do you I pronounce that. Farr, I Farr. think it is. He um, rode 43, the jockey. Uh, Bevan Johnson trained 48 winners. And Tyler Leslight was the leading apprentice with 41. So well done to all concerned there. I haven't gone through every particular track because that will bore everyone to tears. But well done to everyone concerned who won a premiership. Some great results there. Just looking too, I saw something published this week regarding trainer numbers. Did you happen to see this, Sam? Some The top 10 trainers or trainers by number in Australia are how many horses they have in their stable. Kira Maher and David Eustace, 544 horses. And climbing. And climbing. Ooh, they'd be on a, they'd be. I mean, I know there's a lot of expenses, but gee whiz, they'd be doing okay, wouldn't they? Yeah, there's a lot of winners uh, come out of that camp, and it's a really well-oiled well operation, isn't it? Uh, they they have, um, obviously, training setups everywhere, and, uh, yeah, Kieran's got some good men in the team uh, that run that show, yeah. uh, including his to. brother, Declan. You'd need to with that, uh, that amount of uh, horses in the stable. Chris Waller, 443. Annabelle Neesham, 338 horses in her stable. Wow, we... Uh, Tony Gollan's the only Queenslander on the list, and he's got 250. 
So there you go. Some uh, some big numbers there, but gee, 544. You'd need a decent staff. You need de- a decent amount of staff, and they want to be pretty competent too, wouldn't they? Oh, exactly. Uh, and but it, it, he does have great people around him, Kieran, and uh, running the show, and lots of obviously different training bases, and that's the beauty of. Uh, of Kieran Maher and Dave Eustace's setup is that they can place horses, whether it be Ballarat, Cranbourne, Balnaring, yeah, uh, you know, all over the place. Sydney, um, you know, it's they have options, and uh, yeah, that's uh, obviously a, a big secret to their success. Yeah, definitely. Um, some sad news during the week. Sonia Weissman. This was terrible, wasn't it? Horrendous. Absolutely terrible. I'm sure most people have read about it or heard about it, but Sonia Weissman was basically. Uh, carjacked or tried to be carjacked in Darwin. Is that how you'd say? Well, yeah. yeah. She it's... was, it was about 15 blokes sort of attacked her, but she managed to get away somehow, but it sounded horrifying. Tough as nails, Sonia Wiseman. And speaking to Andrew O'Toole on uh, NT Racing Talk uh, last night, he was saying that uh, she's going to be able to ride Darwin Cup Day. She's going to be back for the weekend, uh, which is great. And uh, yeah, but Obviously, uh, you know, it takes the wind out of you, that sort of thing, too. Oh, it's just scary. No one should have to go through that. No way. I hope they find the uh, the culprits and deal with them. I don't know what the world's coming to, Sam. Madness, madness. Prize money increases in WA. The Quokka will now be worth $5 million. How Ooh. about that? That's the same amount as the Cox Plate. Well, wow, we. That's, uh, you know, I, I, I've said it before. I'm actually not a fan of these pop-up races. And, you know, I think history in horse racing is a big thing and, and it gets overlooked a, a lot, but, um, you know, it's, uh, our traditional races, you know, we, we, why don't we sort of keep pumping them up as opposed to, you know, w- would you say the all-star mile is like the Australian cup is, is an amazing race that's got amazing history mm, and it's got uh, forgotten. Yeah. And would you, would you think the all-star miles is, you know, is it really having a presence in our calendar? I, I don't think so. No. Although know? I must say though, over in Perth, I mean, they, they're a long way from everywhere else. Yeah. So they've got to do whatever they can to get these horses across from uh, interstate. Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, I think they're doing a good job over there. They're, they're, they're looking at prize money. I think they raised the Perth Cup, I think it was, earlier this year as well. So not easy in this day and age to get horses across from the eastern states. It was in our day, Sammy. Kingston Towns and Better Loosen Ups, <laughs> and they all went there and everything. But, um, yeah, not not so much now. So uh, that's a good uh, a good thing for uh, Perth Racing. And I see the... Um, the the Greyhound race and the uh, the Harness race all make up part of the Western Trilogy. Uh, they've all got prize increases as well, or prize money increases. Gillian Heinrich and Renita Beaton have started a training partnership, Sammy. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, Gillian, and I think she's uh, I think she's off to Germany uh, next week because um, we're going to be catching up with or myself and Andrew Birch from New Zealand Bloodstock are going to catch up with Renita next week on the Gold Coast and. I think that, that you know it's going to really um well getting getting that young blood in the in the stable and in Renita and and who was she'll a do track really in well Hong for, Kong they tell me yeah, so yeah really good and uh look she was with Rob Heathcote back in the day and uh a very competent horsewoman that uh, she'll do really well and and uh yeah I'm sure um uh well obviously Gillian Heinrich will uh, you know welcome her and into the stable and and I think um It'll really kick it on. I think you're right. Uh, the first female, all-female training partnership in Queensland. Wow. There you go, Sammy. 
Uh, now, last week's racing, I think the highlight had to be Freedom Rally winning again. A bit of a, a low-key action this time of year, of course, in Queensland with all the uh, with all the racing starting to warm up soon uh, in the southern states. But uh, I'd say Freedom Rally was probably uh, our highlight. Uh, a horse that seems to be really going places for Tony Gollan. And Ben Thompson rode Freedom Rally, and we will be speaking to Ben very shortly. So uh, I've got another – I think I'll be calling this uh, – I don't be calling this a highlight, Sammy, but – I've got a new, and I know we've spoken about this, we've got a new segment later in the show, terming your phrase sausage. We do now have a segment, Sausage of the Week, and there's going to be probably two horses from my from my side that are going into Sausage of the Week, and one of them uh, I was going to mention then from uh, Eagle Farm last Saturday, but I'll wait till later in the show. I, ha- officially... I definitely have one from uh, down in Melbourne that I just... Dead set last week. I, I just gave myself an uppercut after the race and just went, never, ever again. Uh, it, gee, he gets me. He gets me in. But he will <laughs> well, never, so, well, he'll never get me in again. With the Sausage of the Week, Sammy, we're not saying that these horses can't win. And we're not. We're we just are saying, saying that they are the dead boat. set cockroaches. <laughs> they are cockroaches. We're not saying that we probably wouldn't tip them if they found a suitable race, but we're saying no, go easy I'm, because they just. Tend to turn it up. Mine, I'll never get it. He'll never get me again. He'll never get yes. me again. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see about that. Uh, racing in Queensland over the weekend, of course, our main meeting tomorrow is at Eagle Farm. We also race again at the Gold Coast, Aquas Park there on the Poly Track. We're racing at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone uh, tomorrow evening. We're also racing at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday, Townsville on Sunday. Now, just back to tomorrow, uh, we did have the Banana Cup. Set down for Innisfail, Sam. The Banana Cup. Set the down Banana for... Cup. But unfortunately, they had a stack of rain at uh, Innisfail, so that meeting was moved to Cannon Park, Cairns, and now that meeting's been abandoned because of the rain. So oh, I don't know man. where we're going now. So unfortunately, not much much luck if you're a banana fan uh, tomorrow. But we do have meetings on the non-tab circuit at Morven. Morven, sorry. Mutterborough, they'll be running the Cup. Nanango, they're running their Cup tomorrow. And Richmond. Go the Tigers. Richmond, they're running their cup. Different Richmond, I uh, think, there. And Yapoon, of course, further north, have a meeting as well. And we race at Dolby on Monday. Now, the racing action continues every day right across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Sammy. Our first guest today, as mentioned, is Ben Thompson, who, as usual, is riding up a storm. Ben, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Chris. Uh, Congratulations on your form of last season. You had a a great year. Where does that sit? Uh, How happy are you with it? And what sort of goals have you set yourself for the new season, if any? Yeah, it was great. Um, There's definitely a a PB of mine, the season just gone. um, I obviously finished second to Jimmy Orman in the state and metropolitan premiership and um was yeah it was just good i think i was, going, I was fourth overall in australia so really really pleased and um yeah many feature wins it was uh it was definitely a, a pb of, of mine i'd say the group one win would have to be a massive highlight yeah it sure was it sure was obviously it's every every jockey's dream to um to win a group one so very fortunate for ha- that to happen and um yeah, hopefully we can we can find another. But it was great, and obviously, like obviously, only only a good season comes with plenty of support and and a really good agent, which I've had obviously a, a, a lot of support from 
uh, Tony Golan, uh, all trainers in particular, Tony Golan, yeah, Dane Hoisted team, Rob Heathcote, um, Tony Madison Sears, uh, Jack Bruce. It, it's um, I've been very very fortunate. So uh, yeah, may may the um, may it all continue. Now, just in the with the spring coming up down south, have you uh, got anything planned to to ride down south during the spring at this stage? Are any horses that you've been engaged to ride? I'd not at this stage. Nothing that I've been engaged for. I'll, if there's a, a nice ride down there, I'll be I'll be there in a heartbeat. Obviously, yep. I'm, I'm Common James, who was my Group One winner. He heads down there. Uh, I'm not engaged to ride him at this point in time, but hopefully, uh, I can get my leg back over him at, at some stage. He's um his work's starting to ramp up, um, and he's looking a treat. So it'd be great to get back aboard him. And I'm fortunate that I can ride at light weight. So if something else was to was to pop up. Um, like down in the weight scale, that'd be that'd be a bonus. So fingers crossed. Ben, uh, on the home front, how's things going there? Of course, uh, your wife Steph is uh, heavily in foal. Uh, you'd be in the home straight now, wouldn't you? Yeah, we are, Sammy. Uh, she's due at the end of next month, so she's um she's going really well. She's uh, uh, not only are we, uh, she, is she counting down for a little one to arrive. I think for it to be over, it's um obviously a massive change for any woman, um, let alone a jockey. So she, uh, it took probably, I'd say, three, four months in for her to stop getting on the scales every day. Um, <laughs> but, hey, no, she, she, she looks amazing and uh, morning sickness has knocked her around a bit, but um, there, she's definitely, as you say, in the home straight. Tell, tell her, it just gets better with every run. You know, once you get the first one out, <laughs> just, just keep backing up. Yeah, I'm sure she'd like to hear that. I'll have to. <laughs> it's easy for us to say. <laughs> um, has she missed riding, Ben? Yeah, she has. She has. She actually, um, I was at the races with her. Uh, I was suspended the second last week of July, and uh, her dad, Glenn Thornton, had a runner at Zoom, and um, he had runners at multiple tracks, so he sent the horse up, and Steph and I went and took care of it, and even there, like, we were driving home, and I said, it's, it's hard going to the race when you're not riding. And she said, you can see how I feel. Like, because like, I, you know, she was asked her if she missed it and this and that. And yep. um, she's still, obviously, that people have asked the question to herself, but to me, like, will she ride after um, the baby's born? And, like, she's she's very open-minded, and she said, like, she can't make that decision until, no. you know, there really is a decision to make, and that's when the little one has arrived. So... She said if she had to make a decision right now, is that yes, she would ride. But um, obviously things can change, and she doesn't know how she'll feel when, when um, yeah, we she officially becomes a mum. So um, it's it is hard. Like obviously, I'm sure for yourself, Sam, like you'd you'd miss it. Um, and she does very much. Not the early mornings or when it's raining. She enjoys <laughs> yeah, saying goodbye to me and going back to sleep. But um, yeah, misses the thrill of racing. Yeah, we'll make sure she uh, gets plenty of sleep too because that'll be something that's lacking very shortly, probably for both of you, actually. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a very good sleeper myself, but um, yeah, so hopefully it stays that way. <laughs> well, that's the, the the key is to just keep sleeping through it. Like yes. someone that's been through it. Um, and Are you awake? Uh, yeah. You say nothing? <laughs> that's it. And just – and then, you know, fit knickers just say to me, uh, get up in the morning, she go, are you serious? Like that, that – there was a lot going on last night. You just did not move on bit. And I go, I, what can I do if I don't wake up? I, you, know, you heard I mean, it all, didn't you? If I did wake up, I'd be the first to the baby. But, I, you know, I don't know. So 
Shout, shout, out, shout out to my wife. She's a champion mother. Yep. Uh, and yeah, we've done it three times, Ben. So, and as I say, it, it's just, it gets better every time. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's get back to the uh, the horses, Ben. Freedom Rally, who you rode for Tony Gollan uh, last Saturday at Eagle Farm. How good is he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's very nice, Chris. He's uh, obviously... His wins have been really impressive. He's put, putting together a really good record. You know, it's got four from five and and two at Saturday grade, the other two at midweek level. He's he's um, well above average, as, oh, not only visually, um, but his times have suggested. So he's got a really bright future. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, obviously, the, the path that Tony plans with him and, and how he goes raising the bar. Cause it's obviously, it's just comparing you know um, form from... Let's say horses two months ago, uh, which are at the you know the top level to to now, he can only beat what he's up against and, and run the times that he has. But he's he's just got such a good pattern in that he um you know he jumps well. I feel as though you could really ride him from anywhere. I see you never throw away a good start, and it's so important to win the start. But he drew awkward two starts back over the twelve hundred or twelve twelve, and he come across we're able to use his speed to to find a nice spot and. Last time, last start up to the fourteen hundred, I come away neutral on him, and he was keen early. But I thought the most impressive part of that race wasn't up the straight and the margin he won by. It was just when, you know, after being really set alight the start before when I rode him to just wanting him to settle from the get go, he did respond really well. And from what like the thousand, let's say the eleven hundred or the nine hundred, he just got the race right and just sort of thought it was a sign of a really nice. Um, youngster going forward, but um, yeah, he ticks he ticks many boxes. He he strikes me as um, and he did the same when he won at twelve hundred the start before, but he really knuckles down that last one hundred and fifty meters or so. He really seems to enjoy himself, and he just to me sixteen hundred meters is a soda, and he might even get further than that. Yeah, I completely agree. And even not only feeling, you know, what he how he moves and. And how he goes about his work, but visually you can see him like go through his gears. Yeah. And as you say that when you see when you're seeing horses fatigue late, he's he's obviously got a great set of lungs, and um, he can hold a good gallop for for a, a longer than a longer than normal in that time. So that's um, as you know, like most horses can only sprint for you know between two and three hundred meters, and he seems to be able to do it for, for close to four hundred. So he's, he's really smart. I believe he's uh, – Tony tells us he's going to Sydney for a benchmark race over 1,400 Saturday week, tomorrow week. That's his next um, his next run. So that's at this stage. Anyway, uh, let's have a look at some of your rides tomorrow. We'll just go through a few of them. Uh, race one, horse number two, Nashira, uh, for O'Day Hoisted resumes. Uh, wide escape, but uh, raced really well last prep. Yeah, he sure did. He, um, he's obviously – he's a winner at the course and trip um, and just good form behind him the way – you know, things turned out. He beat Reliable Ruby uh, and then went on to be put on the red light like both horses that race really consistently. Um, and then the last start, like he drew wide his last run and it doomed. And he wasn't beaten far, but just felt to race a bit flat. Um, just the end of, you know, a, of a hefty prep. But his trials have been good. He's been working great. He's a horse that, like, he does really enjoy, you know, chasing the opposition. Um, so, albeit he's drawn wide, eight of eight, um, I, I like, I'd rather, you know, you never throw away a low draw, but it's not the worst that I say on a horse like him. I think we can just let him find his find his, um, his own rhythm will be somewhere, I imagine, mid, midfield or worse, midfield at best. So probably, you know, he's probably in the last 
for us two or three and running. Um, but hopefully that's our time. It's a good race. Obviously, Rainbow Connection first up. Mm. Uh, Maximum Vortex is run really good. And it's going to be at Grafton and it's going to be up on the speed. Um, so he's going to have to do a lot right. But I think, you know, between Maximum Vortex, Nord Leon, um, and even Ruby Chick, so they, hopefully they get the, in a bit of a battle up front. And it sets up for our blokes to be strong eight. Race four, you ride Mushiali. Yeah, he was um, really good at the last day of the carnival at Caloundra. Um, he, he was, yes, he was down in the weights, but um, to be sort of taking ground off the likes of uh, Ubiquitous and um, Goldsboro and the likes, it was, uh, I think it was Shamrock Lou was another one. It was a really, really good effort. I'm sure if he drew an alley that day, he jumped from 14 to 14, he goes, well, he went close anyway, I think he was beating 0.9, but he, he, he makes it really interesting. The biggest thing here, like that day, is I think just the weight, um, 53 and a half kilos. I would have, again, he's drawn drawn poorly, but uh, they're going to go quick. Bell Academy, hold on honey and whatnot, and he's trialled well between runs. He had a, had a tick over trial, um, a jump out, sorry, at Deegan a couple of weeks ago, and he's, he's really in good shape. So I don't think he takes any harm coming into this race fresh. And um, he's just going to need speed, and I'm sure to, to be finishing his best. Now, race eight's the open handicap here, and you're, you're riding who I think will be favourite is at the moment. That is better get set. The mare who uh, has got some pretty good form. She was uh, you weren't on her in the Ramoni, but she ran a good fifth sitting wide. But you were on her, uh, her previous two, which were a good second at Ipswich in the Waterhouse on Cup Day, and a listed race first up behind Petronius. Uh, and you did interestingly ride her Ben when she ran down one diva over thirteen hundred at Eagle Farm. So. 1,400 doesn't look to pose any problems for her. No, for sure. And she's she's a mare that, like, she's pretty sorry. I'm sure she's a pleasure to train and she'd be even better to own. She's so consistent. And every time she goes to the races, you just know you're going to get 110% out of her. She was a great run in the Gay Waterhouse running second. And, again, like, she just, she, she's easy in that you just have to find a nice rhythm and honour and ride her. You know, according to the pace, she can pretty much sit anywhere. It was, it was a complete surprise to myself and the team to be up leading. It was just where she felt to be happy and we nearly got away with it. Uh, last start, she was a good run. Sitting outside the speed, obviously um, she sat third outside the Quenella because big goodbye and and um, I put me last year's winner of Snowden's that ran second. Anyway, she uh, she stuck on and was, was really good. Um, up to the 1400, she does need a tick that box. She hasn't won beyond 1300, but that day she won. She beat one Beaver. She they didn't go quick in front. Um, she gave one diva a start and was super strong through the line. So, um, they, at, at a track she really enjoys. She's won two or three at, at uh, Eagle Farm. A, a good race, mind you. Like obviously last week, this one the, on Tatsiara Day and has run well since. Ryan Norris is a really good winner in the Rocky Newmarket. Um, so she has to do a lot right, but she hasn't drawn too bad. She was able to make her own luck somewhere probably be closer to the speed and um, hopefully bounce back fourth up. Is she your best of the day? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I've, got, I've got a handy book. Um, she's obviously got the score on the board. Track um, is a tick. The weight's a tick. And uh, she just has to run the 1,400. I do like, uh, I do like the, two, the three, now three-year-old tool that I'm riding, allow me. She won really, really well. At the Sunshine Coast on debut, she done. She was very. She was quite immature. Actually, she she didn't. She done quite a bit wrong just off, you know, immaturity. But I think if she can take, you know, 
just natural benefit from that run. Um, second time at the races, uh, you, you never, you, you don't see a horse sort of not improve from, uh, take some improvement from their first start. Um, I think she's yeah, really exciting. So hopefully, uh, yeah, it's going to be the start of a good day. Oh, that's a good push there for race three, number six, allow me. For Stuart and Taylor McKinnon, of course, who are father and daughter combination on the Sunshine Coast, looking for their first uh, Metro winner, Saturday Metro winner. So good luck to them and good luck to you, Ben. I hope you have a great day in the saddle tomorrow. Please give our best to Steph. Uh, yeah, Sammy's got all under control. If she needs any advice, just give Sam a call. He's got, uh, he's got everything she needs. Yeah, no, we, we definitely will. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Tim. Good on you, Ben. All the best. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Ben Thompson joining us there, Sammy, as uh, he does on many, many occasions, and we're very thankful for his time. Now, we'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, we will chat to Ryan Wiggins, who's just knocked off or knocked up his third successive Provincial Jockeys Premiership in Queensland. This is The Punter's Mate on SEM. It is the punters, mate, and you're with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland on this Friday afternoon. And now we're going to be joined by ooh, someone who's riding up a storm. And uh, is this the third straight season just gone that Ryan Wiggins has won the uh, the provincial premiership in Queensland? Ryan, job well done. Good afternoon to you. Hey, boys, how's things? Yeah, going really well, but not as good as you. Three years in a row. Yeah, I've had a good couple of seasons. It's been good, and um, yeah, it's good to go back to back again. Yeah, back to back to back. We go. It's back, a back it's a it's a lot of hard work, and obviously uh, the travel. You know, I always think that the travel is uh, it's really hectic, isn't it? Because you live in Brisbane, and uh, but especially the the bulk of your riding, a lot of it is up north, and um, yeah, they're long days, aren't they? Yeah, they're long days, and um, unfortunately, since COVID's hit, actually, like the flights and all the times have changed. So we actually have to leave a lot early these days to get up there and get back. But um, yeah, they're, they're long days, but at the same time, too, it's better than sitting in a car for three or four hours. What are you doing in New South Wales? So yeah. if you learn to sleep on a plane, it's not too bad. So when you say long day, what time do you have to leave roughly in the morning? What time do you got to get up? Do you do track work first and then you jump on the plane and away you go? Well, track, track work is a, a thing that doesn't happen too much in winter for me. I uh, stay clear of it. Um, but, yeah, some, some, most weeks I only go like on a Tuesday. So Tuesday's the track work. And then, um, yeah, on a race day, I probably leave here. I, I'm like, so lucky. Uh, Sam knows where I live. I live nice and close to the airport as well. As, as I'm on the back of Dubin Racecourse here. Yep. And um, just get over to the airport at about 8 o'clock for an 8.55 flight. And usually get home by about 7 or 8 at night. So... Yeah, it's a, it's a long day and, and it's probably a bit of wasting in the mix as well. It's hard to be a bit dry on the planes and things like that. But um, you get used to it. And like I said, I've, I've become a professional sleeping on the plane. But I can't remember the last time I remember a plane taking off, so <laughs> which is a good thing for me. So by the time we uh, wheels are up, I'm already out sleeping. So it's just podcast and, and trying to stay away from too much fluids on the way up there. And whether it be Rocky, Mackay or Townsville, uh, are the race courses close to the airport? I mean, what's... What's the travel time from the um, airport? They're all different. Um, Townsville's probably the furthest away, um, but Rocky and, and Mackay are very close. Like we're talking like five, ten minutes. Um, yeah, we'll 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 use the um, car, pull a taxi, or we get a friends to pick us up to live up that area. But yeah, it's, a, it's the drives aren't too bad once you get up there. But like I said, they're just long days. We go. Uh, Chris Nelson has brought a new segment to this show called Sausage of the Week, and. Uh, <laughs> 
look, there was a horse that you rode uh, last week that I did my agates on uh, called Lady Dumas. What happened there to that horse? <laughs> what are you saying to oh, the sausage, yeah. Sammy? <laughs> yeah. uh, I actually rode this horse uh, when it won its first race up in Cairns. And last week, um, obviously, the stable had had a run and, and it was a bit unlucky. I think Nathan Grubby Day rode him. A bit unlucky. And, and then, obviously, next night I was on and the stable, the stable was heavy, um, heavy like the horse. But, um, yeah, just one of those things that travelled from Cairns to, to, to Townsville for the day, like a four-and-a-half-hour trip. And um, uh, Steve seems to think he didn't travel down really well. So, yeah, it was, to be honest, I'd gone 300 metres of the gates and I was absolutely gone. And I was in a lot of trouble, and the airbase accordingly. Well, there you go, Sam. Doesn't go in the sausage file because there's an excuse there. <sighs> Maybe the travel. Yeah, yeah, that's all I can say. If you see it in a Cairns next week, it might be worth a reprieve at the right price. But yeah, like I said, I've wanted the horse, and I know the horse. I only wanted the horse in Cairns at the home track. So yeah, chuck that that float drive in there, float right in there, and it didn't it didn't travel down really good, obviously, and it raced really disappointing. Ryan, you've had so much success uh, riding up there in recent years, as we know. I mean, is there any? Uh, do, do you want to get back and ride in town more often, or are you more than happy to just keep things going the way they are? Look, Chris, it really comes down to a weight thing for me, to be honest. Like, yep. it, and it's so tough in Brisbane at the moment that there's more jockeys here than horses. And you know, I, I had to make a decision probably three or four years ago whether I do up north full time and, and whatever I get down here is on top, which is that what I've chosen to do. Because of my weight, like if you're not riding 54 or 55 down here, it's it's a struggle, you know. And look, I go through phases. Like I'll go, I'll wake up one day and go, stuff it. You know what I mean? I know what I need to do and it takes, you know, six or eight weeks to get your weight down. And then like you do it for three or four three or four weeks and you just you just cactus, you know what I mean? You just get burnt out where if I go up north, the trainers know I only ride 56 and a half. Um, they let you ride overs. And yeah, I just, I don't know. It's a weird thing, like, I love running in town all the time, and you know now I don't get to too often. You know, only probably once a week or once a fortnight. So it's a little bit disappointing that way. But at the same time, too, I've just put my ego aside. We go. Uh, we've got the Townsville Cup next weekend, uh, which I'm actually going up to. Uh, Andrew Birch from New Zealand Bloodstock and myself are heading up for the Townsville Cup. Can you give us a push for a couple on the big day? I can. Thing. Um, I reckon I win the cup. Namazu. Ooh. Boom. He was unlucky last He was backing up in the Macquarie Cup and they just took him on the whole way and he's a, sort of a free-flowing horse and I couldn't really let one of the horses was take him on at the thousand, let, let him go past me or let him jump in front of me. So, yeah, I had to go a little bit early and he still stuck on the other day. He got beat a nose, only by 50 to one shot, but he got beat a nose. He had 61 kilos and the rest of the field had 54. Um, and I guess it had to be the same situation. Next Saturday, he'll have 61. The rest of the field will have 54. But there'll be a few less horses in that race that race at Mackay. And I just think with that run under his belt and three weeks between runs, and the trainer takes him up there nice and early, and he'll be very hard to beat. Um, and the horse I'm riding, actually, in the other main race, Cleveland Bay, uh, smart image that I won on last, mm. last Saturday. And Townsville, yeah, one with 63 kilos. First time I've ever ridden a horse. Very nice horse. And it won with a bit of authorities. Got beaten at, uh, I'm sure I tipped that horse somewhere recently. Was it the Mackay Newmarket? Yeah, Smart he raced in the Mackay Newmarket. Yeah. And yeah. he jumped from a wide gate and went to the front. Yes. And it was about four or five weeks between runs. But people don't realise, like, it, a horse racing, uh, living in Cairns, stable at Cairns, right, racing in Mackay is a long way. And he didn't have a trial or anything in between. And to be honest, the run was full of merit. So I chased yeah. right up there, start and 
kind of one on him and then found myself a nice Cleveland Bay ride that'll get my weight. Ryan, thanks for your, your time this afternoon. Uh, we wish you all the best uh, for the new season. I don't think we really have to. I know you'll have another another uh, good good season and probably make it four straight. Uh, best of luck at Townsville next week in the Cup and the Cleveland Bay. And going forward, I'm, I'm sure we will chat to you soon. Thanks, guys. See you in Townsville, Sammy. Yeah, looking <laughs> well, forward look out, to it. Look, look after him, will you, Ryan? Look after him, please. All righty. You recognise that tune? Seinfeld, is it? Yeah, it's got something to do with sausages. Seinfeld. Now, when uh, Jerry rang uh, his apartment and told uh, Kramer not to make sausages. Of course, he rang and uh, there was Kramer and uh, Newman making sausages, and that was the music that was playing in the background. So there you go. That's what I've uh, found for the sausage segment. So what we're looking for here is horses that might be a little bit uh, less than genuine, Sam. Is that a nice way of putting it? Yes, yes. The ones that just trick you a little bit. and they, got one? They travel up, and they think they're going to give you heaps, and then they go, nah, gotcha. Gotcha again. And I have one that raced uh, at Mooney Valley just last week. And he goes by the name of Flash Feeling. He's a stallion and he might need those agates out because. Uh, well, maybe that's you, the key. As a stallion, he is he's not giving his all, the rotten egg. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he ran fourth and he only got beaten three lengths, a bit over three lengths uh, last week. That's what he does. He gets you in. He gets you in, and he'll never get me in again. No, no, no. So flash feeling is my sausage for the week. I might have one to add from tomorrow's racing, but I'm not going to even mention <laughs> its name yet next week because if it doesn't win tomorrow in Sydney, then it goes in. However, I'm going to go with Kanazawa, who is a recent addition to the O'Day Hoisted Stable from the James Cummings Stable. Loomed up to beat Hasten Delight. Everyone wanted to be on Kanazawa last Saturday at Eagle Farm. Loomed up to win and then just wouldn't go past. And the last, the sectionals late in the race weren't flash. So only beaten 0.2 of a length and only beaten 1.1 first up behind Hatchet. But I think this horse might have sausage written all over it, Sammy. Mm, well, it's not a title that you want, but there's a few out there. And what about our mate at uh, Toowoomba, Italian Virtuoso? Oh, he's a beauty. <laughs> Absolute beauty. What about how short he was last, I'm just last look, Saturday I'm night? I'm just going to look that up now. How but... short he was last Saturday night. He had Queensland's best jockey on board making the trip. Up to Toowoomba, Saturday night. Oh, He's now had 12 starts for zero wins and four placings. Uh, I'm just waiting. Here we go. He started at $1.40, was yeah. beaten a length and a half. And then start before, he started at $1.90 and was beaten a small margin. So he's really uh, testing this the is, patience of the Toowoomba This is classic punters. sausage stuff. Yeah. This yeah. is sausage behaviour. He's getting into that uh, He's getting into that same, <laughs> that one we used to have that ran up, went to Toowoomba and then went up north. Lindsay Hatch had it, I think. It couldn't win a race. Oh, yeah. What, what was it called? Oh, uh, it was one word, wasn't it? Yeah, we'll, yep. we'll find that for next week. That's All right. right, so there's our sausage segment. If you've got any sausages, please get in touch. Twitter at QLD Trials <laughs> or at Samuel Highland. Let us know what you think. On the Gold Coast, in the sunshine, a holiday paradise. Big day on the Gold Coast last Saturday, Sammy, with the Men Matter Race Day. And one man who would have been front and centre is Blair Gibson from brizzyraces.com.au. Gibbo, good afternoon. Good afternoon. It was a fantastic day. Um, 
if you ever get the chance to get there, go to one of the functions. It's a uh, a great cause, and I tell you what, I haven't got the actual figures, but I know they raised a lot. And uh, Curve and myself, we did the two flogs. Uh, we we hosted the uh, glass house there, went yep. over a treat too. Geez, we had we had a good crowd in there. It was uh, very very enjoyable. Yeah, and and look, I I would like to get there. Actually, I'm, I want to get there next uh, next year because every time I see the crowd there, it's a it's a good crowd, it's a good atmosphere, it's a great cause, and the the food and the festivities look like great and a lot of fun. Yeah, and as much as you know, we're mad out and out racing people, but it's good just to it's a little step back from that. Yeah, it's, it's a little, you know, people are there for the cause more than the races that day, and. Yep. and I don't know. It just makes it a bit of a different vibe, and I, I quite like that. You know, it's a bit of a change. Did you sign anyone's um, shirt, hat, or body part? Yeah, you only do body parts. You know that, Chris. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't no, actually. No we, no, we did. No, we did not. But they were. Um, no, it was very good. Very good. We uh, we let our guard down, and you know, we talked mental health for the day. And you know, it's impossible to get crowds to listen at race days because they're cheering and all that. And, yep. and the entire, I think we had about 300 in our glasshouse room, and, and every one of them stopped and even clapped at the end. And um, you know, that's rare. So that just shows that people are there for the right reasons. Gibbo, yeah. you've got a bit of a different vibe here today because uh, you're at the netball. My experience on netball, just uh, fit Nick as my wife. Uh, when I was courting her, she she's handy enough at netball, <laughs> right? And uh, yep, and. Yep. Oh, I thought I'd get a few points and um, go and watch netball on this afternoon. Is that Glenn Waverley? I think so. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, anyway, I watched the watch her play and whatever. And then um, on the drive home, and I said, you know what? You're just throwing it a bit hard. You know, don't throw it like it's a rocket because some of those other <laughs> girls in the team, you know, they're not as they're probably not as sharp as how you go at it. And I said, you're throwing it too hard. You need to soften soften it up a little bit. <laughs> Never, ever again was I allowed at netball. <laughs> what would you know about netball? And, and, you, and you were even half, you were half given a rap that she was better than the team said. That, that should have gone over well. Oh, well, it must have worked because you ended up marrying her. <laughs> well, she ended up marrying yeah, you, exactly. one or the other. Yeah. Deep down, she liked it, Sammy. Yeah, that's right. She wouldn't like a normal yeah. wife. She wasn't going to say that she did, but she did actually. So okay. <laughs> All right, give up tips for tips for tomorrow. Back on the poly uh, again. Doug, yeah, I'll give you a couple there again. Just trying to focus on about a run of placing at the poly. It's killing me, but uh, race four number six, All's Fair, is a horse that's just improved out of sight. Last couple here on this track. Led two back. Just run down by a good one, Pernell, that day, I think it was. Yep. Uh, and then sat behind them and went past them last start. So all's fair. Really good horse on the track, hard to beat. Um, and the other one, not as keen probably, but race five, number five, Pagado. I liked it last week, but it was wide. They pushed on, then took a breather, then went again before the, the corner. And it was, it was just no hope, really. Um, I think it gets it softer here. May even just sit behind the leader and and make one run this time, I think, will make a big difference. Race five, number five, Pagado. So five, five, Pagado, four, six, all's fair. Any love for Marley Doon? I thought it looked an absolute moral. I know it's a non-winner. I thought it nearly did last week, too. I just not... I I genuinely think it's a follower. Yeah, Um, maybe. If it doesn't win win tomorrow, it it will never, ever win a race. No, sausage Uh, category. It'll be be in next week's sausage file. I think I've I think I've said that about Marley Doon eight times though. That's yeah. why I could not back it. <laughs> All right. So Goldie race four number six all's fair race five number five Pagato. Gibbo, thank you for your time. Enjoy the netball. Hopefully you can find yeah. somewhere to get a bet on there. <laughs> 
Go, go Marymount College. Let's go. Go the Marymounts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Givo. Cheers. All righty. Now, it's time for some tips, uh, Sammy. But before we do, I'll play this first. And the leader, Diamond Model, joined by Living Free. Right up the inside is Dragon Face. Wider out, Fancify and Delightful Shecky. Dragon Face for Potter. He's eyeing off a treble, Justin Potter. And he's moved right away here on Dragon Face at any old price. And he's going to land the treble. He's had a big week, Justin Potter, and it just got bigger. Dragon Face at about 30 to 1. Well, it was $61 and tipped on this show last week by our Twitter tipster, South Tips, who does our South Australian well tips done. for us. So congratulations. Uh, it's not often you get a $61 winner. I don't think I've ever had one. Oh, yeah, Pots and pans, his treble that day was off its head. Like, I think they were all over 20 to 1, weren't they? Who's uh, Pots and Pans? Jason Pot- Justin Potter. Oh, of course. Jason. Justin Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Tags and I call him. Uh, Pots and Pans. On, on SCN track. Pots so well done pants. to all there. And I'll quickly throw in the South Australian tips for tomorrow at Murray Bridge. Race one, number one, Bubble Over. Race four, number five, Pontedra, Pontedera. Sorry. And race nine, number nine, More Sugar. And he likes Flemington. He's out of his lane now. One winner and you're out of your lane. Race okay. one, number six, Jean Valjean. Although it was scratched from Adelaide to race there. So there's the South Australian tips. Follow him Twitter, South underscore tips at South underscore tips. Your tips, please, Sammy. Uh, Flemington, race six, number 17, Waskily for Smiley Chan. This will be winning. This will be winning. Uh, Rose Hill, race eight, number four, Big Parade. It's a gem. Oh, yeah. It's How's flying. the trial? <laughs> 21 lengths. Like a rocket. Mind. And Eagle Farm, race eight, number seven, Lasting Kiss. This uh, will be getting That's the money. one of yours. Yeah. You got that the other week, didn't you? Big odds. Big odds, and it'll do it again at good odds. Uh, Eagle Farm for me, race three, number three, Tango Fever, and race five, number five, Field Weary. And look, I do think better get settled win. Ben Thompson gave us a good push, race eight, number five. That's it for us. Uh, any more tips? No, I think we've given out all the tips we need to give out this week. Please do to your mother. Yeah, that's right. Save your money while you're young. That's another one. <laughs> Have a great weekend to everybody out there. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this week on The Punters, mate. We'll be back same time, same place, next Friday afternoon on SEN Track. Good luck, punters.